0: Clitus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today?
1: This War Rocket Ajax to bring back his
2: body.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to War Rocket Ajax. This is the internet's most explosive comic book and pop culture podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Chris Sims with me as always is Matt Wilson Matt how are you cold oh okay well that's 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 the bit that's the new <laughs> that's the new vapor blade that's the new chambers the new Negan any but of our you- other classic bits that we've come up with that aren't Five to six years old.
2: Yeah. It
1: did
0: get cold here. Uh, It got
1: cold here, too. We had uh, had snow on Halloween.
0: No kidding. Yeah. I saw some photos of snow on Halloween. But did y'all still got some trick-or-treaters?
1: We did. In fact, we got one uh, trick-or-treater that was uh, Hornet from Hollow Knight that was amazing.
0: Oh, I saw... I saw the picture of that. It, it th- that was really good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, on the one hand, amazing, and I did not expect to open my door and see that. On the other hand, come on, you
0: can't just use your cosplay on Halloween. That's cheating. <laughs> you need a hollow knight too, if to go along with the hornet.
1: Uh, this person did not. They were just rolling with some
0: other kids. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're yeah. ready for the sequel.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. I'm ready for the sequel. We've been waiting. We out here waiting. We out here waiting on
1: Silksong? Yeah. That's, that's if, you, if you're like, hey, I thought Chris was going to review a bunch of Metroidvanias, and he did it for a little bit, and then he stopped, and he's blamed the Adderall shortage four or five times. I'm not going to do them until Silksong is out. That's what I, that's my act
0: of protest. Wow. Wow. Well... Quite an act of protest, I I must say.
2: Don't hold so, me to that.
0: Okay, <laughs> something that's not an act of protest, something that is an act of joy, that is an act of absolute beauty, is what we're doing on the show this week, because we're reading some jerkies. We
1: are, and you know what? They are good.
0: We're going to finish out the Dark Gods story... And start a whole new story about Thor's hammer. We're going to find out who Marnot was. It's all happening. Get
1: your guesses in now for who Marnot is.
0: Yeah. Issue 13. Mysteries you definitely could have solved. (laughs) Who is Marnot is the title of issue 13. So get your guesses in right now. Uh, But before we get to those things, Chris, we do need to take care of some business here at the top of the show. And the, uh, the first order of business is thanking our supporters over on Patreon.
1: That's right, Matt. These are the people who have gone all the way down to the haunted house district of of Gimmick Street, and when they get to six fifty eight Gimmick Street, well, of course you know what's there.
0: Well, let's see. There was a haunt. There was a haunted house at six fifty seven. Mm-hmm. So it's across the street from the haunted house. So, across the street it's in from the, the haunted, haunted house ha- district, too, so across the street from the haunted house in the haunted house district, Ghostbusters headquarters
1: that's right it's ghostbuster it's it's ghostbusters t m headquarters, <laughs> but it's not it's not it's not the ones you're thinking
0: of. It's the Larry Storch filmation Ghostbusters right, where they went down a big conveyor belt full of bones. To go to their car. Yeah. And one of them it actually was a- gorilla. sounds
1: way cooler than the fire pole. Like now that I'm older, that sounds way cooler.
0: I was when I was a kid, I was obsessed with that sequence of the Larry Storch filmation Ghostbusters going to their car. Which was like a full minute long sequence that they put in every episode, so they could do less animation.
1: <laughs> yeah, their car—that's pretty fucking cool too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, one of those Ghostbusters was a gorilla. You cannot hate those, on those Go- Ghostbusters. I was a gorilla. One of those Ghostbusters was a gorilla. One of those Ghostbusters
1: was Larry Storch, and I'll tell you what—if La- I'm not going to say he wasn't, because you know he's a—he's a weird Hollywood man. For sure, RIP to Larry Storch. But if Larry Storch was out here saying, nah, I think a ghost should blow me, then they didn't put it in the show. <laughs> 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 and that's all I got to say about that. So yeah, it's, it's Ghostbusters headquarters, which is it also a firehouse?
0: I think it was just like a spooky looking house. So remember. it
1: does fit right in with the haunted mansion, the haunted mansion district of Gimmick Street. Yeah, it it does. It
0: absolutely does. Yes, it was a spooky looking house. It it looked a lot like the Adams family house. But why is that ghost on their car so happy? Well, there's sometimes the ghost is happy and sometimes the ghost is very sad.
1: I think the the ghost on the car has emotions.
0: Yes, it does. It, it absolutely has emotions.
1: I've got a lot of questions about the Filmation Ghostbusters, but I feel like of the people I co-host a podcast with, you're not in last place of people <laughs> I could ask these questions to. But you're
0: also <laughs> yeah. not in first place. Probably not. I, I watched the cartoon when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in many years, though.
1: Ali Stock would be looking at me like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears right now. <laughs> Folks, when you go down to the Ghostbusters creepy mansion, th- that's that's ghost capital B busters. Right. I think is the distinction. While you're there, make sure you get out your phone, get out your computer, get out your tablet, get out your internet connected device and make sure to go to patreon.com slash Ajax to kick in as little as a dollar a month to help support the show. Help us keep these bits that scare advertisers away like an air raid siren. <laughs> And help us pay those gimmicks they keep sending in the mail called bills.
0: They're talking about the Filmation Ghostbusters. We can't sponsor that. We couldn't imagine sponsoring that. I believe we thanked Magenta Riot. Did we thank Magenta Riot? I think I would
1: have remembered thanking someone with the name Magenta Riot. So thank you, Magenta.
0: Okay, well, that is, I think, our only new backer for me to. Mention, uh, Magenta Riot. Thank you, Magenta. There are a couple of people who joined up on November 1st, but I also know that they had already signed up, which means they stopped their contribution before the end of October and then signed back up on November 1st. And look, if you couldn't pay, I understand, and you can do that. But just know I know who you are. Yeah, those those might be some names to watch out for. But you know what? It's it's
1: wake up, wake up, wake up, it's the first of the month. So so the things are bound to
0: happen. Yes. I, I totally understand if you just can't pay that month and you need to reduce your contribution or not contribute that month, but don't do it every month and just get the rewards without actually paying. Because that's very uncool. Don't make me hit the button so that it collects right when you sign up, rather than at the end of the month for everybody. Because I don't want to do that.
1: Okay, thank you. I know that's that's. I have heard from uh, some of my friends who are professionally attractive on the internet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That that is a that's a problem for them sometimes. Maybe I should be professionally attractive on the internet. Well, I mean, you got that YouTube channel, Matt. Yeah, I just, I don't, I'm not confident. Move your streaming of Alan Wake 2 over to OnlyFans. I'm not confident. Anyway. (laughs) Help Matt be confident by kicking in as little as a dollar a month.
0: Yes, you can help us out by kicking it as little as a dollar a month, as Chris said. If we get
1: to 1,000 subscribers, Matt Wilson will do a tasteful nude. (laughs) (laughs) Just some boudoir.
0: I did not agree to this.
1: (laughs) You're going to do it. I am making a legally binding agreement with you, the listener, that if we get to 1,000 supporters on Patreon, Matt Wilson will do a, a
0: tasteful nude set. I'll recreate that panel from the uh from the comic where Batman hung dong.
1: <laughs> I was I was gonna say I was imagining like the Shawn Michaels. Yeah yeah, well,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> belt. That's probably would, it's the Berserk sword I got you. Mm, We've got a lot of really good ideas for Matt Wilson's boudoir shoot, folks, that's- and you
0: don't want to miss that. So patreon.com slash rocket Ajax. As a patron you can get some very cool stuff. First of all, you support us. You support all the shows we do. You support this show every week. You support. That's cool as well. Yes. You support every story ever monthly. You support comics catch up, which we're doing black widow for comics, catch up this month, the Wade Somni black widow. Oh, Great. fun. You also support movie fighters and snack situation, even though movie fighters is currently on strike until sag is no longer on strike. But Snack Situation continues, and as a patron, you get every single one of those shows I mentioned completely ad-free. At any level of paid patron, you get every show that we do completely ad-free. You can also get other cool stuff. You can get bonus content, those Metroidvania reviews that Chris just mentioned. All of those are on Patreon, and they are Patreon-exclusive, so as a patron at that level, you get all of those. You also get Bonus audio that we do. Sometimes we specially record bonus audio. Sometimes I cut stuff out of the show that I then post as like outtakes from the show. Line-stepping privileges for uh, every story ever and currently Thursday Night Raw. But whatever segment that we're doing that's like a listener contribution, you can get line-stepping privileges for those. And uh, and other rewards too, like the annual t-shirt. So, if that sounds like something you'd be into, and you can do it, uh, please head over to patreon.com slash and help us out. If you cannot help us out monetarily, which not everybody can, look, I understand. Just because I noted your names doesn't mean that I don't understand that you might not be able to monetarily support us. You can help us out in other ways. Uh, You can leave us a five-star review on the podcasting app that you use, Whatever your favorite podcasting app is, leave us five stars on it, please. Or you can just spread the word about the show, talk about it on social media, talk about it with, when you see your friends and family, and uh, say, hey, there's a podcast I really enjoy. They make jokes about the Filmation Ghostbusters, and no one else does that. Chris, with that, it's time for some checks and wrecks. What do you say?
1: Matt, I say that you have never sounded more like Detective Crashmore. Than when talking about noting the names.
0: I like that, good Chris.
1: What do you I have mean? To I don't, don't care, mean? care, but you're not going to heaven if you have a tattoo. Well, that's Santa Claus. That's Santa Claus. Yeah,
0: yeah. The,
1: the actor who played Detractive
0: Crashmore. You knew what I meant. Yes, I did. I did. Uh, Chris, what have you got going on?
1: I, I got, look, I'm Holly Jolly right now. I'm in the yeah. mode. I've right. already started Christmas shopping. I started Christmas shopping on Halloween Day because the hashtag brands started emailing me about holiday sales on Halloween Day. And you know, I love to shop a sale. I mean, if brands are emailing you, what are you going to do? Yeah, I got to take advantage of these sale prices while supplies last.
0: Makes perfect, sense. Dot com
2: slash
1: but I'm feeling holly jolly. I'm trying, I'm trying to feel holly jolly. You know, I, I, I'm listening to Ronnie, listening to Mariah, doing everything I can, but I'm feeling a little bit sad, Matt.
0: I'm sorry that you feel
1: sad. What's it's just, what's... It's just it, you know, I've been working a lot, it's the change of the seasons, it gets dark at two o'clock in the afternoon up here now. Mm. Uh, it's you know and we haven't even stress. haven't even fallen back yet. You haven't even fallen back yet, yeah. You know, the the, the stress of of Biscuit having a little surgery, which she's fine, by the way. Uh in case anyone was worried. Uh you know, it's just it just had me down. So um I have been buying some Dragon Ball action figures online
0: as one does.
1: Yeah, as as one does. My favorite thing to do is to find buy it now auctions on ebay and just really lowball ball them <laughs> if, it, if it gives me the the or best offer option i do not make the best offer <laughs> i i make what is technically an offer and then the the thing about it that i love is is that they will come back to me and they will their offer will be about 49 cents lower than the asking price we all know what's going on we have fun
0: yeah, fun. Mm-hmm. It's we it's a bug fun bug. game to play.
1: It's a fun game to play. It cheers me up a little bit, and maybe I get an action figure. So I got. A, I got. Look, I already had two Goku's. Do you know which Goku's I've got, Matt?
0: Action figure
1: Goku's. Action figure Goku's. Action figure Gokai. <laughs> right. Which I, I uh, think means pirate in in Japanese. If I'm. If I'm remembering my Super Sentai correctly,
0: if I had to guess, I would say like standard Dragon Ball Z Goku is one of them. That is incorrect. Okay. I do not
1: have a a regular black hair Goku.
0: Okay is uh, is one of them Super
1: Saiyan Goku?
0: I do have Super Saiyan Goku. Yes. So, blonde or perhaps golden hair. Sticking straight up Goku. Got the big spikes, yeah. I don't know what the other one would be. It could it could be many other types of Super Saiyan, or it could be Little Boy, or it could be Goku in Heaven with that Halo.
1: Oh man, if they if they make a Goku in Heaven with that little Halo, somebody let me know.
0: In HFI, Well, he wasn't in Heaven, he was in HFIL. He was in the Home for Infinite Losers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other Goku?
1: Uh, it's Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan. Ah, okay. Which is my favorite form,
0: purely for the name. Now, is that is that from Super or is that from GT? The, it it's from Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. He, well,
1: it's from. I think it might have been in a in a film. It, it filmed media entertainment. It's. It's when he goes Super Saiyan God, but then when he's Super Saiyan God, he also goes Super Saiyan. <laughs> okay. So his hair turns red, and then it turns blue. And then he can also use the Ken attack and turn his whole body red. It's Matt, Dragon Ball's stupid, and I fucking love it. <laughs> I love it now, as you will hear shortly. Matt, what have you been up to lately?
0: I have been, as you mentioned, playing Alan Wake 2. And I've been streaming it on my YouTube channel. And I just wanted to let people know that if you want to see me streaming Alan Wake 2 on my YouTube channel, uh, you can go do that now. I made a playlist of my various sessions of playing Alan Wake 2. I am up to, I just finished today part 13 of my Alan Wake 2 playthrough. I th- if I had to guess I would say I am roughly maybe halfway through the game although I have no idea uh, how how far through the game I actually am <laughs> um but I am having a fun time with it it is one of those games where there's a good possibility on your first playthrough where you definitely spend some time going okay where do I go or like where is the exit of this room? And so, you spend some time just looking around for how to proceed. And I feel bad as I play (laughs) for making people watch me just, like, figure out how to get to the next place. You know, the next area. Like, if I had played the game before, I would be doing that stuff a lot faster. Um, But even so, I I hope people are enjoying uh the Alan Wake 2 playthrough. Um I think the game, well, I'll talk more about the game in in a bit, but um if if you've liked my other playthroughs and you appreciate the fact that I've never been scared, uh then then uh, go check out my Alan Wake 2 playthrough, uh which is on my YouTube channel currently. You can go to the uh playlist that's right there on the homepage of my YouTube channel. And uh and there it'll be.
1: Uh YouTube keeps asking I've watched like the first four parts. Uh-huh. And YouTube keeps asking me like, do you want to watch part twelve? And I just I just realized that it's because that's your latest video. Or or was when I was watching earlier. Yeah. Like, oh, YouTube, I want to watch part
2: five.
0: Yeah. YouTube is very invested in Newness rather than like sequence, sequence. Yeah, it's I, I don't totally understand it, but uh, but that's that's how it is. Uh, but
1: well, don't do any of your tasteful nudity on there. That's well, you do have a little bit of a little bit of male nudity right at the top of the
0: Alan Wake playthrough. I mean, it's in the game, yeah there is some in the game right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh which I have no control over. Uh there's also like when I did my playthrough of the first Alan Wake game, the the remake of the first Alan Wake game, mm-hmm. there was like copyrighted music that would pop up at the end of every chapter, and I would have to like really try to talk or sing over it so that uh <laughs> so that I didn't get a uh, copyright notice.
1: There's a, I think it's right. It's a spoiler warning for uh, Alan Wake 2. But right when you find Alan Wake 2,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, like, and it ends the chapter, it plays a song that fully sounds like it's going to be Wake Me Up by Evanescence. And I was like, That fucking rules. And then it's not that song.
0: No, it's all like It's all like. Music that I think. Is either made for the game, possibly, or from like Finnish artists, because. If you didn't know that Remedy was based in Finland before playing Alan Wake 2, boy, you're going to know it. Yeah, man, you got to go find Alan Wake. It's uh, it, you're going to talk to a guy named Ilmo. It's going to happen. Cool name though. It is a cool name. Uh, so that's my check, Chris. Uh, time for some recommendations. What do you have to recommend?
1: I've, I've got a qualified recommendation, Matt. And I, I appreciate that both of us have decided to really stretch our checks and wrecks out of one thing. That's that's we've been doing a lot of work lately, you
0: and I. It's it has been a wild week of work. Yeah. No kidding.
1: Yeah. Because I want to continue talking about Dragon Ball. And I want to recommend Dragon Ball Super. Uh which is the the continuation of Dragon Ball that is uh currently ongoing. It's the one that Akira Toriyama decided to do because they made that American Dragon Ball movie that I that you and I have watched and I do not remember.
0: It it was so bad. It was it's, so yeah. bad.
1: It was so bad that Akira Toriyama apparently like like was like I cannot it can't end like this. It can't. I can't let this be Dragon Ball for anyone. And I I you know which is weird cuz I think GT was still going but you know that was just that's Purely anime. Uh, so, uh, he started doing, uh, started writing a a sequel to Dragon Ball called Dragon Ball Super uh, that is, it's good, Matt. It's good, and I, I've talked to you about it a little bit, because it's good in a way that I don't think Toriyama is writing it. And I, I need to explain what I mean by that. I enjoy Dragon Ball. But the art is by uh, Toyotaru, who is a an artist who draws a lot like Akira Toriyama, but is, you know, younger, and has to have grown up with Dragon Ball. And the reason I say it it isn't like Toriyama's writing it is because Toriyama never really seems like he remembers a lot of things that he puts on the page. <laughs> <laughs> like, Toriyama's not really concerned with continuity. Uh, I don't think. It's not that stuff is like it's not that stuff is mismatched, it's just that stuff doesn't really come up again that much. And like like it is mentioned pretty early on. That the Super Saiyan only happens once every ten thousand years or something, and there's like eight of them now. Matt, Dragon Ball Super reads like someone remembers it, and is in the best way of like putting together bits and pieces. Like not in the Jeff Johns way, in the Mark Wade way, and you finally get stuff like like Vegeta going back to Namek and kind of having a like finally getting the redemption arc that I guess he had completely off-screen at some point in the past 30 years and things coming back in a way that's like really cool like there's you know the big uh tournament of power and Master Roshi shows up and is still a creep don't worry but like he like talks to Goku about when Goku was a kid and was learning from him and Goku like has this big moment where he's like I'm still Goku from the Turtle School, which is actually like really cool. So, here's the reason it's a qualified wreck. It's a good series. It's on the Shonen Jump app, uh which again is like $3 a month. If you're not on there, what are you doing with your life? Uh even if you don't even if you don't read manga, that is less than the price of a single issue of American comics. And if you feel like reading a hundred chapters of Dragon Ball. It's on there. You should read it. But it's really, I feel like it's really only good in the way that, like, Batman R.I.P. is good if you have read a lot of Batman comics. Like, I've made the—I made the mistake of recommending Batman R.I.P. to someone who doesn't really read comics because they asked me what my favorite story was. And I'm like, well, I like Year one. one. I like, you know, I, I like a lot of stuff, but like, Really, it's, it's Batman RIP is, is is my jam. If you have not read a lot of comic books in general, it can be confusing. I will say that. If you have read all of Dragon Ball, especially if you've read it all in like a month, you're gonna get a lot of Dragon Ball Super. If you haven't, I don't know how it's gonna hit you. But it's got some really, really fun stuff. I actually uh was talking to David Brothers about it, and and he was like it's it's wild how Super managed to recapture the magic of Dragon Ball, and it really does. So check out Dragon Ball Super. There's also an anime which maybe is a bit easier for uh, people to get into. Uh, I have not watched it yet, but you know I'm about to get that. You know I'm about to get that premium Crunchyroll because I got it at this point. In my 40s, it's all Dragon Ball.
0: The other, I think, the other option for like the story kind of making more sense and being more cohesive could just be an editor Toriyama would be working with.
1: Maybe, but it, it definitely has. But I mean, I I imagine in twenty twenty four in twenty twenty three, if you're working at Shonen Jump, you probably grew up reading Dragon Ball.
0: Probably, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. But I, I feel like there's a lot of a lot of love from uh, from Dragon Ball Super, and a lot of really really good stuff. Vegeta saying that he knows he's going to hell and he's going to find you and beat your ass when he gets there is pretty great. Matt,
0: what would you like to recommend to the people today? Well, Chris, I, I checked in with my Alan Wake Two playthrough on YouTube. My recommendation is the game Alan Wake Two mm. because. So, you're recommending Alan Wake 2.
2: That's right. Here's the thing about that game
0: it's called Alan Wake 2, but it is honestly actually a sequel to every Remedy Entertainment game. I haven't gotten to the end yet, so I can't quite say if it's like the culmination of everything. Remedy has ever done. But it is definitely a sequel to Alan Wake and Alan Wake's American Nightmare, the spinoff game only I played, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) It is a sequel to Control because the Federal Bureau of Control is in it. Jesse Faden from Control is not in it, at least not yet, but the Federal Bureau of Control is all over that game. From the start, you you play about half the game as an FBI agent named Saga Anderson, as she says it. Because the actress who voices her is definitely English. Uh, but she's FBI, but she keeps running into agents from the Federal Bureau of Control. Uh, like, again, from pretty much the very start. And then it's also a stealth sequel to Max Payne. Even though Remedy lost the rights to Max Payne, because Rockstar published it, right? Mm -hmm. So they can't call him Max Payne, but it is The Voice, it's Sam Lake's face, which is what they used in the first two Max Payne games, and he dresses exactly like him. And (laughs) He talk, I mean, he talks like Max Payne. And it makes me wonder if Sam Lake, who is kind of the creative force between, behind every Remedy game, is this like his retirement game? Because it feels like him pulling together the story threads of every game he's written up to now and I actually watched a video about how like there've been so 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 many tries to do Alan Wake 2 and they finally landed on one that worked and published it 13 years after the first one and Sam Lake was like we were so happy that this that all the other Alan Wake 2 tries failed or like never got off the ground because we got to make this one so it's a very fun game. It's got great puzzles and like a lot of that kind of survival horror type of stuff. It it reminds me, in terms of gameplay, a lot of the more res more recent Resident Evil remakes. It's got a lot of the same kind of game mechanics as that. But like story wise, so far, I've been so happy. With what uh, Alan Wake 2 has been. So um, if you're into those kind of games and you liked any of the previous Remedy games, Control, any of the Max Payne games, except Max Payne 3, which was not a Remedy game, or the first Alan Wake, um, yeah, check out Alan Wake 2.
1: I like that both of us not only went for a, a check and a rec that are the same thing, but also... Because they are tying things together from other versions of the thing that we like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're into. We're hey,
1: there's a reason we
0: picked the medium we picked to talk about every week. That's true. Uh, speaking of which, Chris, it's time to talk about some comics. What do you say? Let's do it. Chris, there's really only one comic I want to talk about this week because it is so weird. And so interesting in so many ways. And that book is Ultimate Universe Number 1. Which is the start of Jonathan Hickman's new Marvel Ultimate Universe. This is by Jonathan Hickman and Stefano Caselli. And the cover alone is pretty like, okay, because it's a Brian Hitch... Ultimates cover. But they don't... I mean, Thor kind of looks like Ultimate Thor. And Captain America looks like Ultimate Captain America. But also on this cover are a version of Doctor Doom, a version of Iron Man, who in the issue you'll discover is Iron Lad, and Sif. Okay? And there's a U for Ultimate Universe on the cover. And Sincerely, it looks like the previous DC Comics logo. You know the one where it looked like it was pulling off a sticker. The peel, yeah, the peel. It looks like that logo turned sideways, turned at a ninety-degree angle, with a star in the middle instead of like the the thing being pe- peeled back. I don't know if that's it on purpose. Or just a weird coincidence.
1: Well, it's not like Jonathan Higman is a guy who thinks a lot about the like
0: graphic design sensibilities of his comics. There's so much graphic design in this book, by the way. It is his passion. Yes. Remember the well, last time we saw the maker, Chris? He like, I too. broke out of his prison in the regular Marvel Universe and went to another universe. And Reed Richards, like Marvel Reed Richards was like, fuck this guy. Yes. <laughs> right? Well, this book is all about the universe that he went to, where he has made efforts to prevent superheroes from ever becoming superheroes. Okay. And Dr. Doom and Iron Lad have gotten together to try to fix that. To try to make it so that the superheroes become superheroes, so they go find Thor and try to break him out of this prison that he's in, and we find out that he's being imprisoned by Sif, so in this world, Thor is in prison, and Sif is his prison guard, okay, and we don't quite know how that all that set up started yet. But Sif ends up joining the team. So there's a team already of Thor, Iron Lad, Doctor Doom, and Sif. Captain America is still in the ice because he never got taken out of the ice to become Captain America, like post-World War II Captain America. And we find out that some of the superheroes in this world – are working for the maker because they've been like promised territory in the world. Like this version of earth has been divided into all these like weird different territories. And one of them is captain Britain who speaks French. Okay. It's a lot of like, where are we going with this? How does this world work kind of stuff? That we don't quite totally get yet, you know? You got any uh, text pages in there? There are no text pages per se as far as, like, text text. There are bulleted lists and maps. Ooh, that's,
1: that's just as good as a text page for me.
0: Yeah. I love a map. Yeah, there's a map of this Earth and, like, who controls what regions of the planet. Um and then also like there's a big attack that happens and it gets blamed on Iron Lad who is Tony Stark. It's pretty interesting. It's it's kind of got me I you know I definitely Jordy meme was like no new ultimate universe. It I, actually it's more like that meme where um The woman is like kombucha, and she tries it, and at first she makes a sour face, and then she makes a curious face. Okay, That's how I feel about the new Ultimate Universe.
1: Um, Here's my question. Because I read the... uh, Whatever the... the, I can't remember the name of it. The crossover that started it. Or not crossover, but the book that started it where the maker gets his nerd helmet back. Is this... This is such a this is such a nerd question, but I know Hickman would have an exact answer for it.
0: It was Ultimate Invasion.
1: Ultimate Invasion.
2: Yeah. Is
1: this a is this the Ultimate Universe? So, like that Captain America is the Captain America from the Ultimates, and and Peter Parker had a bad haircut when he was fifteen, or is this a new universe that the maker made that does
0: that's just like the Marvel Universe? the latter okay so it was a it was a world that was similar to the Marvel universe but the maker showed up and made it so that none of the superheroes became superheroes okay it's curious it's curious if if it wasn't Hickman I wouldn't have even tried it
1: yeah it's it sounds like it, it, it sounds like the kind of thing where it's like I would have to trust you to pull this off but that is a dude that's a dude I trust yeah, comics. So,
0: I'm realizing now because there are some covers for upcoming books in the in the back that you that has the star in it. It's going to be different for every book. So, for Ultimate Spider-Man, the star is a spider. For Ultimate Black Panther, the star is a panther symbol. For Ultimate X-Men, it's an X. Okay. So it's like, you know. A logo that can be changed to fit different books.
2: Interesting. That's pretty cool.
0: Interesting. All right, Chris. That's the only comic I wanted to talk about this week, which means it's jerky time.
1: Yeah, there's a comic I want to talk about this week, and it's Thor, 1998, numbers 12 through 16.
0: number 12 is a double-sized anniversary issue. And it has one of those covers where it's the front and back cover. Mm -hmm. A wraparound is what those are called. And Marvel loved to do wraparound covers at around this time. They were all over the place. This one rules so much because it's Thor and the Destroyer on, like, the front half of the cover fighting, you know, some red soldier-looking dudes and just looking intense. And then on the back half of the wraparound cover is Paracus fighting them, and then above him as kind of, like, ghostly figures on an upper-level fighting are Odin and Magistan Zelia.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. It rules. It's pretty great. John Romita Jr. and Klaus Jansen give Thor some wild faces uh-huh. in this run, but they're never, like, inappropriate faces. Like, the, the cover of this one is is one that that really sticks out to me, because it is it is Thor very clearly like in the middle of saying you motherfucker.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like it's 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 not the standard like yelling action face. It's it, there's something to it that I really dig. He looks mad. He looks mad as
0: hell. Yeah. Uh so then we start the issue where we left off on the last issue where Thor was asking the Destroyer to help him fight the dark gods. And the Destroyer is still like, no, you fucking kidding me? And so Thor and the Destroyer fight for a little while. And Thor like blasts him with a blast from Mjolnir. And the Destroyer's like, that didn't work before, so why do you think it'll work again? Finally, Thor wins him over by saying like, look, you are a human being. You are Colonel Preston Case. And the Destroyer is making you violent. Your human body is still in the hospital in New York, and if you help me, I will take you back to your human body and try to get you back into it. And that is what makes the Destroyer go like, okay, we'll do that.
1: I like the way this plays out because there's a moment where you're like – well, if you could do that, why did you leave him alone in another dimension in a living hell, Thor? And then it it's going to turn out like, oh, it's because Thor can't do that. Odin can. Yeah. So it, Thor thought Odin was dead. And so now he's like, now it's contingent on them rescuing Odin, which is actually like a really fun way to bring
0: that back. I, I, I appreciated that. Yeah, th- that's a way to make that work. There is some weird lettering on some of these pages. Yeah. Where like it like the 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 balloons aren't like the the layers are messed up and the stroke on the balloons is too thick. And I don't remember if it was like that in the print version of these issues. I wish I still had them so I could go look. But on Marvel Unlimited they're funky looking. They're weird. They're very yeah. weird. It's one of a handful of like lettering mistakes <laughs> I have noticed in these issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: Richard Starkings and Kamacraft dropping the ball on this one.
0: Yeah. Uh so the destroyer agrees
1: Wes to Abbott, help Thor. the actual guy who did it. Kamacraft's Wes Abbott.
0: Yes. So the Destroyer agrees to help Thor. Then we cut to Memorial Hospital in New York which is a white rectangle of a building and uh, Jane Foster goes and talks to Hannah Jay Golson's fiance and she's looking through like a wedding magazine and this whole conversation is Jane Foster being like are you sure you want to marry this guy? Do you really know him?
1: (laughs) I like the way that she responds to this, that Hannah responds to this, because she says something that, like, I don't think most people would say, but that you and me specifically would say, which is, damn, you are sounding ominous.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: What is what is her
0: actual line? It's very funny. She um, says, Dr. Foster, you keep dropping ominous hints about Jake. Matt Wilson,
1: you keep dropping ominous hints.
0: That fully sounds like something I would say. I mean, this is because Jane knows that Jake is Thor. So she's trying to say it without saying it to Hannah. And Hannah is just like, why are you being weird? (laughs) Why why are you telling me not to
1: marry my fiance of several years?
0: Jane gets called to Preston Case's hospital room uh, because something weird is going on. And she gets there to find the Destroyer, Thor, and Hercules in this hospital room. And Jade's like, what the fuck? You brought the Destroyer here? And Destroyer's like, don't worry about it. You kept my body alive. You don't have anything to worry about for me. Yeah, that's my body.
1: Am I misremembering that Preston Case was an asshole?
0: No, you're not mismem- misremembering he
1: at all. want? To be in the Destroyer armor?
0: This does feel like a bit of a retcon. Or I, I mean, maybe Juergen's idea here is that Preston Case was unhappy in his position in the military. So he was like, I'm going to get in that Destroyer armor. And then when he got into the Destroyer armor, it made him violent in a way he didn't know or expect would happen. And so this is why he's like, I want to go back into my regular body. But you're right. He was an asshole. Yeah. So, I don't know. Spoiler warning. He's going to, all charges are going to be dropped. True.
1: On this man who killed Jake Olson.
0: So, they show up in this hospital just to be dramatic, really. They They're like, okay, we're going to go kill the dark gods now, but we had to come look at Preston Case's body for a minute. and it, It's not said, but I kind of assumed that it was like,
1: oh, I, I have to make sure that Thor is on the level. So Thor's like, yep, look, there's your body.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so as Destroyer and Hercules are walking out, Jane stops Thor and says, hey, can I talk to you? Could you be honest with Hannah about what's going on? Because I know you're you're Jake Olson. And years ago, when you were Don Blake, you told me that you were Thor and saved me from a lot of like embarrassment and hurt. So why don't you do that for Hannah? And Thor has to be like, it's not that simple. But I will take your words under advisement.
1: (laughs) I got this weird Jack Kirby-looking guy following me around.
0: Yeah. Jane, it's... Jane, you say it's all over. Uh, so then it cuts back to Asgard, and Thor, Hercules, and the Destroyer just show up and start wrecking shop. Immediately, it's, it's pretty dope. There's a there's a big two page spread of them just like fighting these dark gods soldiers, and it's it's pretty good. Um, and oh, and there's a part that mirrors that bit from from uh the the Simonson run mm-hmm. where it's like for Asgard for Midgard for me because mm-hmm. there's a panel of Thor saying for Asgard. Then there's a panel of Hercules saying and the splendor of Olympus. And then the destroyer goes, nuts to that. This is for life. For life. For life I did it too. So Pericus is furious. That they're here fighting like this. And Thor just like smacks him in the middle of his chest with his with Mjolnir. Uh BRANG is that sound effect. And then Thor just starts like bashing away on this guy.
1: It's just wailing on him with that hammer. Yeah. There's like blood on the hammer, which is always a. It is a that can go way, like, that can look way too dark if you do it in a certain style. But in this, it's just like, fuck yeah, he got
0: him. <laughs> got him! Uh, but Magistan Zelia pops up, and she's like, nope, it's not going to happen like that. And uh, she, like, creates, like, a rift in the ground, which makes Thor say, like, I gotta get some backup. So he turns into Jake Olsen and goes back into the sewers. That's right. Those sewers come back.
1: The sewers do come back, which I, I do. Again, I do appreciate that, that like all of all of what we see here has been laid out over the past year. And it's yeah. all going to be tied together in a nice, neat little bow. And I think that is one of Dan best, like greatest strengths as a writer. And also, kind of the most, kind of the most annoying thing, because cause it is a thing of like, of like, all the pieces are going to fit very neatly. So there's not a lot of surprises, and there's not any. There, there's no mess in it.
0: There's um, no mess. Fine. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, if anything, these five issues that we're talking about in this episode are. Seed's jargons has been planting through the first year of the book, coming to fruition. There's so much of it through these five issues. Uh, But anyway, he turns into Jake Olsen, because then the Dark Gods can't sense him anymore. And he goes into the sewers, and he finds the Warriors Three. He just happens to find the Warriors Three working. Like He goes straight to where they are. And he dives toward one of the guards down here in the sewers. And uh, I had to screenshot this part where he says, Now, if my luck doth hold, and this drug born of mortal hands doth work. That's his thought balloon. And then his speech balloon is, Cowabunga!
1: I also took took a screenshot of that so that I could talk about it it's It's a really good example of a recurring bit in this book, which is Thor and Jake Olson speaking in radically different ways, and it's not even like old timey Thor and like modern Jake Olson. It's like stylized super over the top old timey Thor and stylized super over the top Bob haney ass uh modern.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but he injects this guard in the sewers with sodium pentothal and knocks him out so that he can free the Warriors Three. And uh, they immediately recognize that he's Thor. Like, no question. They know that this guy, this mortal guy, is Thor?
1: Yeah, man, the consensus key.
0: Absolutely, yes. Also, then he pulls out a computer and he's like, hang on, I got to do some computer shit <laughs> in this sewer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guard kicks his computer away, but he's like, don't worry, I did what I needed to do. And another ally is about to join the fray. And that ally turns out to be Replicas. Did you think Replicas was coming back? I don't know if he did, but he did. N- nice, neat bow. Nice With neat that bow. bow on it. It makes me wonder though, who is controlling this Replicas? Is it the two teenagers? Well, he said that they. The reason like,
1: oh man, I had those kids. I, I had those kids do some quick programming to get them out of that trouble that they caused. And so they they've just like given him the Replicas commands, uh, and he just like he runs like save odin Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. Yeah, and I guess he's got Wi Fi.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, that's it's Asgard, the golden realm, man. Yeah, they got free Wi Fi everywhere. They got they got that they got that five G. That's true. So Replicas shows up
0: and they got he- that nine G. On Asgard, you know. That's right. Uh, He shows up and he destroys the bonds that are keeping Odin and Balder and Sif chained up. So he finally frees all of them. And that thing that Odin's been holding up this entire time, like, he pulls Odin out of it and it slams shut.
1: I do like that he, like... Breaks the first chain, and then all the weight is on that second chain. Odin's like, hey, you need to hurry.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, real heavy. Odin gets his, his weapons, all of the other Asgardians, you know, arm up. The Warriors three come out there, and they're all fighting, and... Thor smashes Perikis with Mjolnir again, and that one—that one is pretty brutal looking. And that's when Magister Celia is like, "Oh, you thought you—you you thought you had us beat? I'm—I'm I'm repulsive, motherfucker!" And she joins all of the dark gods together into one creature union.
1: Yeah, they do. They do the Infinity Man. In case, in case yeah. you have missed up to this point, that this is the Fourth World. Uh, yes. They do the
0: Infinity Man. It is absolutely the Infinity Man, and it's like blasting big laser blasts at everybody. And Thor's like, I- I'm gonna beat it up, but then it knocks Thor away. So Thor's like, I'm gonna summon a huge lightning bolt. And that does end up hitting Magista Zelia, which gives Odin the chance to beat Magista Zelia by hugging.
1: It's it's the bear hug, Matt. It's the deadliest pro wrestling move. That's right. Just ask Tony uh, one. A,
0: a bear hug from both sides on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> That's right. Get,
1: get, gets her uh, gets her with the yeti. Yes, it was the
0: giant and the Yette.
1: Uh, we should have asked Tony Giovanni why he said Yeti like that. We missed our chance. <laughs> he really did not want to talk about doing that Halloween Havoc intro.
0: No, he didn't. He must have hated doing it. Uh, because That's a bummer, because uh, it's a great piece of television. It's it's one of the greatest pieces of television of all time. Uh, anyway, he's like, Magistin Zelia, you took all my life energy, so I'm going to sap it back out of you. And he does, by bear-hugging her. And that just makes her disappear. That makes her and all the other dark gods disappear.
1: Yeah, man. He's got he reabsorbs all that uh all that energy.
0: Yeah. And he says, Tizor.
1: <laughs> Tizor. Which is which is what I call Thor, because you know
0: we're cool <laughs> with each other. That's right. Odin's like, hey, Thor, you did it. You you are responsible. For for saving Asgard, you are Asgard's savior. As such, you can ask for anything you want. And this might actually happen in the next issue, but Thor basically says, I want you to rebuild Asgard. Yeah, that happens in the next one. Yeah. But he, I mean, they do talk about, like, Asgard's glory being restored, and then they cheer for Thor. Thor number 13. Who is Marnot? Has Thor looking real fucked up. On the cover as Marnot envelops him in pink electricity. And then uh, over on the side are Odin, Loki, who is not in this issue. The Enchantress, who is not in this issue. And is that Scourge?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yep, that's him. Why is he on the cover? This is a, well, because it's, because it's who is Marnot, right? Like, obviously he's going to be one of these guys. Oh, right. But it's in classic uh, comics fashion. I think, I think the night Gwen Stacy died is the only comic that's actually done this and had the person on the cover. Because Gwen is on that cover.
0: Yeah, I remember from the time that a lot of people thought Marnot, was Loki? Like I remember there being like wizard articles about like, here's who Marnot could be, and Loki was always like the top. Yes,
1: yeah. I mean, even Thor even says in this like, motherfucker, I know you're Loki.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh so this issue starts with one of those good drawings of drawings of Odin. Oh, oh, the it's 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 a great hat.
1: And a championship
0: belt. It's like, it's a hat, but it's also a helmet with like big horns that curve down. And then he's got a massive scepter. He's
1: He's got these big downward like water buffalo horns. And then he's got like a little, you know, Kirby connector between them. And then he's got like, like antennae yes. coming up over. And then he's got, like, a super thin fin on top, too.
0: It's such a good hat. And then he's holding the Cosmic Key from the Masters of the Universe movie.
1: Yeah, and he's wearing... And and he's decked out like Ultimo Dragon when he had the (laughs) J-Crown. Because he's got, like, gold bandoliers and this big old fucking Western States Heritage Championship.
0: It's so good. Uh, And then the second page is... a two page spread that pulls out to show Odin standing on like a stage and all the Asgardians gathered around cheering for Thor because you know Thor is Asgard's savior and Hercules is there hanging out and celebrating and the destroyer is there and he's like okay but when am I going to get my body back I just I just want to go back to my body Um, And yeah, this is when Odin is like, okay, you saved Asgard. You can have whatever you want. Like, it is, you make your request and you got it. And that's when Thor is just like, I just want to rebuild Asgard. And Odin's like, you got it, man. (laughs) What a good boy. Yeah. Uh, And then Odin is also like, hey, Mjolnir's all fucked up because it got broken two issues ago. So we got to fix it. We got to go put it in the forge and, and fix it. So there's a handful of pages of Thor putting his hammer back in the forge to get it fixed. And then he pulls it back out and he's like, Hey, it's fixed and it's stronger than ever.
1: (laughs) Never the end.
0: (laughs) Uh, and that's when Marnot shows up, and he's like, ho, 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 not so fast. You can't celebrate everything just yet. And Odin's like, who dares? Who dares come in and talk to me like this? It is my, and, it is my baby boy's birthday. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Thor gives a little bit of uh, backstory to Odin about what happened earlier, where he died, and he was in hell. And then Marnot brought him back. And Marnot uh, keeps, like, talking smack to Odin. He keeps, like, talking in a somewhat disrespectful way to Odin. He's also weirdly hyper stylized modern talking.
1: Um, yeah, he's, like, he says, Jizo Bezo, what a grouch.
0: Yeah, uh, park the hammer and drop the attitude, Thunder God. Not to invoke what... My whole work week has been about, but it's very Chandler. It's it, very it, is, Chandler.
1: it is the late 90s. Yes. I, I was thinking it's it, like, for me, it was more like, oh, this is very Fabian from Mark Grunewald's Captain America. Oh, that's, yeah. Everybody's a cool guy.
0: Yeah. At one point, he calls Odin Santa. <laughs> that's <laughs> Which good. Which I thought was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Uh, anyway, he he ultimately reveals himself to be Heskamar, one of Odin's ravens. That's right, everybody. Heskamar, Odin's third raven. I think. I think so. Yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just I throwing that out do, there. I actually do like the explanation.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's a fun explanation. Did you go back and see if Odin's got, like, three ravens in that scene? Because Odin famously has two ravens, Hugin and Munin. Thought and memory. Uh, Heskomar is an OC. Heskomar is is the first appearance, Thor, Volume 2, Number 2, June 1998.
0: That is true, yes.
1: Yeah. This is a new character. (laughs) The... This is not a mystery that could have been solved. <laughs> which which that's fine. Like this is not a it's not a detective story, it's not a mystery story, but it's like like come on, man. <laughs> like why couldn't he have just been Eskimar the Raven the entire time?
0: Because it because there had to be a mystery. I guess the idea is that he couldn't let Thor know he was working on Odin's behalf? Or something? I don't know. But I do it like the explanation. Because here's the explanation. Odin wiped everybody's memories about the first war with the dark gods, right? Mm -hmm. And so the only beings that still remembered it were the dark gods, but also Odin and apparently, his ravens. And so... Which makes sense. Mar- they are his
1: thoughts and memories.
0: Yeah. And so, Heskamar is like one of the only beings that recalls that this original war with the Dark Gods happened. And apparently thought, this is going to happen again, or they're going to come back at some point. And so, he... Sort of reminds Thor of what happened, but also sets up this thing with Jake Olson, so that at certain points, the Dark Gods wouldn't be able to sense or know that Thor was Thor. So that he could get back up and free the other Asgardians. Now, if you dig especially deep into
2: this plan, it don't make a whole lot of fucking sense.
0: But it did work out. Ultimately.
1: It did succeed. And, you know, if it works, it ain't stupid. That old Southern Maxim. Uh But this this is the part where I'm like, you know, maybe I was a little too hard on on Danny J for saying that there wasn't any mess. Because this is messy.
0: (laughs) I mean, it was clearly the plan all along. There wasn't any intended mess. True but it is a little messy yeah it it is you know it would be like if they did who shot mr burns on the simpsons and then the shooter was gill who had not been introduced yet
1: <laughs> it did, the shooter was the the fourth simpson child that we've never seen before right right <laughs> it's anyway like- it also again, if if a raven shows up and he's like, "What's up? I'm Heskamar. I'm Odin's third raven." That's still intriguing. It's like, well, hang on, Heskamar. Why did you make me? You know, why, why why did you make me have to bond with Jake Olson? Like, don't worry about it. Like that's there's no need for it to be Marnot.
0: Yeah, that it that it is it is a reveal that is not totally necessary. But I guess if it had just been a raven from the beginning, you couldn't have like kind of manufactured a mystery out of it. I yeah, I don't but, know.
1: But I do think there could I I think there could have been plenty of because like Marnot's honestly not that interesting and not le- like the thing is a new mysterious character turns up, does a thing that we don't understand why he did it. And then it is, is revealed to be an equally new and equally mysterious character. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not anybody we know. There's
0: no point to the mystery. But I guess people understand the notion of one of Odin's ravens. Yeah, but
1: like Thor could be like, "Well, hang on, Odin's Odin's got two ravens. You're saying you're the you're the third one." Yeah, I don't. I don't mind them doing stuff like that. I thought it was great when they said, "Actually, there is a secret tenth realm."
0: Anyway, after that, they go put uh, Preston Case back in his body, and he doesn't remember having been the Destroyer at all. Which is maybe kind of fucked up, right? Because he learned all his lessons about how he shouldn't have been an asshole by being the Destroyer.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he actually learned anything as the destroyer.
0: <laughs> I think he's just he's just an asshole. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh so then Thor goes back to Asgard, everybody's partying, they're having a great time. We get the weirdest Hogan and Volstagg faces. Volstagg has already put all of his weight back on. Yeah. It it was that quick it 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 comes and goes fast man and then we get a quick epilogue where the cops show up at Jake Olson's apartment and start searching it and they look in his toilet tank and find all the stolen drugs the drugs that have been taken from the hospital which we know Demetrius has been stealing
1: yeah this is a part where the sequence of events just stops making sense. Yeah, this is what, this to me, is what's messy. This storyline. Yeah. Those, the first, first 12 issues, the bow is neat. Second 12 issues, who left all this fucking
0: ribbon in here? <laughs> uh, Thor number 14, guest starring Iron Man and The Absorbing Man Makes Three, uh, has a pretty dope uh, Ladrun cover. With Thor, Iron Man, and Absorbing Man all fighting on the side of a building. Yeah. Uh, Ladron was good.
1: Is that how you said it? I always said it. Ladron.
0: It could be Ladron, because I think he is Spanish, right? Ladron. Jose Ladron? Yeah. Um, I I Americanized it into Ladron. Anyway, he was and is a great artist and uh, underappreciated, I feel like.
1: Uh, John Amita Jr. doesn't draw this issue. It's actually Mike McCone doing this one. Yes, it is. Uh, filling in. McCone. Who I think might have. I didn't actually go look this up. I'm just thinking of it now. I think he might have been drawing Iron Man at the time or is maybe about to start drawing Iron Man. Because I think hmm. he did the, the Joe Casada run.
0: He did the, part of the and, Joe Casada run. Yeah. The the original Heroes Return Iron Man that was Busiek writing. At Mm -hmm. first, uh, had who Sean Chen art? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But this might have been the end of that run, might have been over by this point. I don't, I don't remember. Um, anyway, uh, this issue starts with, uh, Preston Case leaving the hospital and he's like, hey, uh, My bosses told me that I was trapped in the destroyer. (laughs) All charges have been dropped. (laughs) Well, bye. Yep. That that wraps up that story. Um, And then Iron Man shows up at the hospital carrying the body of Jake Olson. And he's like, get me a doctor. This man's had a heart attack. And Jane Foster's like, wait, what? What do you mean? Jake Olson had a heart attack. And then Hannah shows up looking very off model and is like, (laughs)
2: "Uh,
0: Jake had a heart attack. Oh no. Jane Foster's like, everybody get out of here. We have to operate on this guy. Like we have to treat this guy. And, uh, and finally Hannah's like, how did this happen? And so Iron Man starts telling the story. Demetrius is also there. So Iron Man starts telling the story about how he and Thor and Namor were like going throughout New York finding fallen pieces of Asgard that were all through the city. Like pieces of the Rainbow Bridge and other stuff. Which, I don't think that is something that had been established before.
1: It, it might have been somewhere, because at one point Iron Man's like, yeah, I really am glad we are getting these out of Avengers Mansion, so I don't know if it's maybe in an annual or maybe in maybe in avengers a lot
0: happens in those first issues of avengers that's true an annual is definitely referenced in a later issue that we'll talk about but i don't i don't know if it's this one uh so thor and iron man go to asgard they show up with the missing stuff they talk to heimdall for a minute iron man's like man asgard asgard's wild and we see like Asgard being rebuilt, like the Warriors three are all all building stuff. We see Heskimar again uh on Odin's shoulder. Then Thor has a quick conversation uh with Oracle, who we saw a few issues ago, and is like uh Hey, um not everything's good <laughs> There are still forces who want to kill you, just so you know.
1: My favorite thing about Iron Man going to Asgard is he's like, wait a second. You guys got magic, but you're building the your houses with your hands? <laughs> and then Thor's like, yeah, like we like to to build things. It's like, you know, we, we take value in the things that we create.
0: Tony Stark You know I famously I think, builds things. Yeah. I do think that there's value in that just because that is definitely a question a reader would have. Where it's like, why are they manually rebuilding Asgard? Couldn't they just like magic it back?
1: Yeah, but then Tony Stark, Iron Man has this little like thought bloom where he's like, you guys are fucking crazy. (laughs) He's like, a sociologist could spend a year here and have a field day. Like, what are you talking about, Anthony?
0: (laughs) Iron Man and Thor go back. Did they build that suit in a cave? Oh, He sure did. He sure did. So, Iron Man and Thor go back to New York, and they try to go to Avengers Mansion, but instead, they go, like, right in the middle of a street where Absorbing Man and Titania are causing havoc.
1: Incorrect. Wrong. Wrong. Absorbing Man and Titania are being hassled by cops. That's true. For doing nothing.
0: I mean, by this point, they're causing havoc. But the reason they're causing havoc is because they've been hassled by cops for doing nothing wrong.
1: Yeah. Uh, It is stated in the story that it's their anniversary, and they went to a jewelry store to buy a ring, and the guy working at the jewelry store got nervous and hit the alarm. Yes. And then the cops showed up and tried to arrest the Absorbing Men in Titania.
0: So they are causing havoc by this point. But it is absolutely because they did nothing wrong and got hassled by the cops. Yes. Both things are true. A hundred percent. Which is weird because like
1: you didn't have to put that this this is the weakest issue of the run. I so agree. Far. Yeah. Because you didn't have to make that the case. But then when you did make that the case. Then you didn't have anyone react in any way sympathetically towards Titania and the Absorbing Man. Except Thor, like, uh, uh, Iron Man at one point is like, You gotta calm the fuck down. I don't care who started it. Yeah. It's real cop behavior.
0: Yeah. Thor and Iron Man just, like, immediately start fighting Absorbing Man and Titania. Yeah. Even though it's not their fault.
1: Like dude swinging around a wrecking ball, it's whatever. But like, she she Hulk would have calmed down the situation.
0: Yes, she would have de escalated. Yeah, I think even Captain America even would have de escalated. But so at one point, Thor throws his hammer. In and the... I would have been like, I can't allow them to keep destroying all this property. <laughs> <laughs> What's more important than property? Uh, so Thor throws Mjolnir at one point. And it misses, absorbing man, and flies into a wall like it crashes into like a concrete wall. And he's not able to call it back, and so he's like, "Oh shit! It's been over a minute since I touched Mjolnir, which means I'm going to turn back into Jake Olson." So he starts like running after Mjolnir, trying to get it back. He turns into Jake Olson, and then when he tries to get the hammer back when he tries to get Mjolnir back it won't come out of the wall and up shows another example of there having been established characters and this is the third one you haven't heard of because this is Enrakt who is the brother of uh, Brona and Magnir the Enchanters yeah these are dudes from the 70s (laughs) These are dudes from the 70s, but like that was Brona and Magnir. There were two established enchanters. This is the third one you've never heard of. Oh, it, oh, I didn't realize that. Like, he's he's all new? Yeah. Like, just like Heskimar, this is – hey, there's a third one you've never heard of before. <laughs> Dan
1: Jurgens, we did not have access to your sketchbook from when you were a child. You cannot <laughs> – this is this is such a man when I was like 16 I had this great idea for like Odin to have a third raven named Heskamar. Mhm. Cuz I knew a guy named Heskamar.
0: And and I read uh actually these guys are from the 60s. They're from the late 60s. Uh, and I remember the enchanters and I was like what if there was a third enchanter?
1: Yeah, I don't really like pairs of things. That's Dan Juergens. I want there to be three of them. I just feel like there should probably be three.
2: Like, it'll probably be better if there were... Triples is best. Triples
0: is best. That is true. Triples is best. So, what happened with the Enchanters the first time is they fucked around with Thor's hammer. They fucked around with Mjolnir. And made it weird. You had to make it weird, didn't you, that's the right. enchanters? And that's what Inract has been doing to Mjolnir this whole time. So when Mjolnir got like a weird face in it with teeth, mm-hmm. that's why. Yeah, because oh, Inract had
1: teeth for a second.
0: Yeah, because Inract, the Enchanter, has been hanging out inside of it, and Inract explains like. I'm doing this because I'm getting revenge from my brothers. We hate Odin and we hate you, so I'm gonna phase through your chest like I'm the vision and give you a heart attack, which is what he does and that's when Iron Man shows up and he's like, "Who's this guy? What happened? This guy had a heart attack, and he takes Jake to the hospital like uh we saw at the beginning of the issue and mjolnir is just like left stuck in the wall yeah which will be important later yes and then we get a sequence of thor being like oh fuck am i going to actually die now like am i for sure dying here and there's kind of like a dream sequence where he sees jake olson and when jake olson speaks it's just an empty word balloon which is pretty effectively creepy. I it's, think. A, it's a pretty
1: cool sequence. I wish that it was colored a little differently. Because it's Thor. Like in this weird void. Where it's just like. You know. A wall of giant heads. And you know. Giant busts basically. Of like a bunch of people. Like Hela, Odin, uh, Volstag, You know. Everybody's there. All your faves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like. Bright orange. And so everything looks like really well lit, which is not like a terrible way to do it. But I feel like if it had been a, a darker or like a different color scheme, it would have seemed m- more deathly.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're probably right. If it had been like an eerie green or something. Yeah. A hell of colors. Yeah. Um, anyway, Jane Foster defibrillates Jake Olson, and he is revived and his heart begins beating normally again. And that's when the cop from the end of the last issue, his name is O'Neill. He's like, Jake Olson is under, I have a warrant for Jake Olson's immediate arrest. And uh, that leads us into the next issue, Thor number 15, which uh, has, the hammer in the wall on the cover, and the Warriors 3 watching someone trying to pull it out and saying, Stop him! If he should possess the hammer of Thor, the world is doomed! This does not happen in this issue. <laughs> does not happen at all.
1: It's like there's a mysterious person who's trying to pick up the hammer, but there that does not happen. There is no mysterious person trying to pick up the hammer other than
0: the population of the city of New York. That's right. Uh. So this issue is another guest artist issue. It's Lee Weeks, and uh, this one has a an Odin splash page as the first page, too. And uh, boy, is it a downgrade! It really is.
1: It's not. It's not bad. Uh, it it's not bad. You know, j- just because just because Lee Weeks is personally abhorrent to me. Uh, like, it's not bad, but boy, it is a downgrade from the energy and the, the, the curbiness and the John Romita Jr.ness of the John Romita Jr. version that we saw a couple issues ago.
0: Yeah. Like the horns are like made of metal now and it just, it doesn't look as cool.
1: does not have the antennae.
0: No. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not as good. I do um, like that so, version
1: of Odin's championship belt though. Hmm.
0: Uh, So Odin's just kind of like looking out over Asgard, thinking about the victory over the Dark Gods and how Asgard's being rebuilt. And uh, Tarakus, his Grand Vizier, shows up. Is that a Thor character who's been around before? No,
1: that's, I feel like, well, I don't know, I haven't looked it up, but like, I feel like that's a new character but also, he's a character who kind of, like, ceases to matter next
0: issue, I think. Uh, yeah, this is his first appearance. Yeah. This is his this, first appearance.
1: This storyline feels like... It feels like there's another, much more important storyline that's about to happen with Odin. Because he's like... He really uh, worm-tongues it up.
0: Yeah. He's like, "Drink yeah. this potion! Sire. Uh So he tells Odin, like, hey... Thor's hammer is stuck in a wall. So we probably should do something about that. So Odin calls the Warriors three and he's like, hey, go to Earth and help out Thor, because his his hammer's stuck in a wall. And uh and then yeah, he makes he makes Odin drink a potion. Drink this potion, sire. It is extremely worm tongue. Okay. Uh so Jake Olson wakes up or he's, he's been awake, but he's like in his hospital room. And he remembers the Enchanters. And we get an editor's note about where they're from. And, uh, we really try to say that there have been three the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Forsung was not mentioned last issue. I don't, maybe Forsung was in the previous story. I don't really remember. But anyway, uh, he he remembers the story where they appeared before and how they uh like threw thor around and fucked with his hammer
1: yeah so th- there is precedent for them being able to fuck with his hammer through
0: magic yes and also they tried to steal odin's scepter at one point too they uh, love they love oh, objects these guys forsung died Right. Forsung died in the previous story, because Odin killed him. And he, cr- he crushed his talisman. They all had talismans that are kind of like symbols of their being. And he sent the other two, Brona and Magnir, to limbo. And then Jake is like, I mean, what if those other guys come back? Boy, I don't know. That's so many guys. There's a lot of guys. Uh, meanwhile, everybody in New York is trying to take Thor's hammer out of the wall. And it becomes a whole thing where they're like talking about it like it's Excalibur. Like, if they take it out of the wall, it's going to make them the king of New York. of Amer-
1: uh, I think it's of America. Because, uh, <laughs> like, literally, there is a sign that is just made by some guy <laughs> who's like... You know, lift this hammer, and thou shalt be the rightful king of America. Like it's 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 pretty
0: fun. Yeah, I, that part is pretty great. I, I enjoy that part a lot. Um, Jane Foster goes into Jake's room and says, "Like, hey, there's a cop out here." Oh no, it's Hannah. Hannah goes into his room and says, "Like, hey, there's a cop out here," and he and he's, he's not a- your friend. He is not your friend. He says he's going to arrest you for being a drug dealer. And Jake's like, "I did not do that." But then in Thor's head, he's like, "Did I do that? Did do, is Jake Olsen a drug dealer and he has been the whole time? Is and now i like, selling prescription drugs, the
1: worst thing you can do." <laughs> uh hey, and the copy
0: is They talk like he is murdering babies with puppies. That is true. But the cop shows up at one point and he's just like, hey, Olsen, I've been building a case against you for months and it is airtight and there's no way you're getting out of this. You are going down. And then a wild. By the
1: way, by the way, cops are going to say that all the time. Don't believe
0: them. They're allowed to lie. A wild reveal happens after this where we find out that Demetrius has been an undercover cop this whole time.
1: Yeah, which is weird because A he has been like he he I swear there's a thing in here somewhere about like how he has been Jake's partner for a really long time, like years. Yeah. And B like he went undercover to find out who was stealing all these prescription drugs and selling them, but he's the one he's doing the it. One doing it because he had access as an as a paramedic. So, th- th- not, this does not make any sense. Yeah, like the, th- we we need some no prize explanations for this, Dan.
0: the The reveal that Demetrius is an undercover cop is buck wild (laughs) it's
1: it's fine if demetrius is like just tells uh hannah he's just like oh yeah i i knew something was up so i went to the cops like i had to and he doesn't have to be an undercover cop himself but the fact that he is an undercover cop makes this story so
0: weird I don't remember if there's a way that it, it explains out of it but like it it does not make sense for him to have yeah gone undercover to find out who's stealing drugs if he's the one stealing drugs. Yeah. I t- nonsense. So anyway, Jane Foster bursts into the room and is like, "Hey, you're not allowed in here with my patient. You have to get out until it's he's released, and then, then you can interrogate him. For now, he's mine. And the cops shockingly listen to her and leave. And then we get a moment with Jake Olson and Jane Foster, where it really looks like they're about to make out.
1: Yeah, but I, I do like I do like Thor being like, I don't know if if I'm if I'm living in the body of such an evil man yeah it's like well i mean thor you have killed people
0: that's true like you you've you've killed people dude the warriors 3 show up on earth they see everybody trying to take the hammer out of the wall and they're like no 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 you can't this isn't yours we're going to take it back and then interact who is still in the hammer shows up and then on Asgard Odin is in his bed which is a big boat
1: it's it's an Asgardian race car bed and I love it and I took screenshots of it and I texted you about it because it's (laughs) my favorite thing in this in this chunk of issues it's It's so good it's a boat bed it's a boat
0: bed yeah my dude's got a my dude's got a full boat bed and the other two enchanters are like, hey, we're going to get revenge on you, Odin. And there's just like a big, like, flash of green light through his windows. Uh, then we see O'Neill, the detective, walk into Jake, like, walk toward Jake Olsen's room. And he goes in, and there's nobody there because now Jake and Jane Foster are on the run. And then the issue ends with him firing a gun. The cop firing a gun at Jake.
1: Oh man, I can't wait to see how that plays out next issue. When we cut <laughs> back to this scene, and we and we find out who
0: got shot. Uh, spoiler warning: it does it. Yeah.
1: Hey Dan, what happened,
2: bud? <laughs> well, John Rabbit
0: Jr. is back at least. Yeah and uh this is thor number 16 it's uh thor throwing mjolnir at uh that enchanter guy <laughs> racked on the cover but he's all like in black and white kind of like uh y it's kind of cool looking it's not my favorite cover of the run but it's it's no, okay it's 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 cool and it's like visually striking i i yeah. think this issue starts with Heimdall blowing his uh horn and saying, "Hey, uh, something is threatening Odin in his bedchamber, so we gotta go see what's going on so Baldur and Sif and others like burst into the room, but they just find Odin in there in his jambi jams uh by his by his boat bed and uh and he goes. Oh, I just felt a brief brush of a presence in my bedchambers, but it was a fleeting moment, and i'm I'm okay so uh so don't worry about me about it. I'm more worried about Thor. Odin's jammy jabs are so funny, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're very good it, it's i I know I've already talked about Goku a lot on this episode, but I've always thought that like. He his clothes look so comfy like those little boots. Those little boots look so comfy. Yeah. Like his clothes look so comfy. This looks like It looks like a snowsuit. It, it does. Looks like he it's, has girded himself for battle
0: with sleep. He is it's got a hood.
2: <laughs> it's got
0: boots. It's got like furry boots and a hood. And, like, padded shoulders. It's it's so... These are his jammy jams.
2: Ah. Uh, oh, man.
0: Uh, so, yeah, that cop missed. And also lost Jake and Jane, because the next time we see them, they are just, like, running in the street. Like saying like I can't
2: believe we're running away from the law.
0: Wild. And uh and Thor is having like a crisis of conscience where he's like I always assumed this life I inherited was a worthy one. What if it isn't? What if I'm guilty? And Jane Foster's like, "Shut the fuck up. You're <laughs> fine.
2: Don't be a dick." Yeah.
0: Uh then the cops like talk to each other. This police officer's hair color keeps changing, by the <laughs> way. Cause it was kind of blondish and now it's like dark. Uh but anyway, he's he's uh He and Demetrius are like Can't believe we lost them. Can't believe they're fugitives on the run. And Hannah's like I can't believe you're saying this about them. They're good people. And detective O'Neill's like the evidence though, but I've got the evidence.
2: It's, it's the evidence though. I've just got the evidence.
0: Yeah. Jake is like, okay, I got to go get my hammer back. So he goes running around the city climbing up fire escapes and stuff to get his hammer back. And that's when he sees Enract fighting with uh, Hogan. And Enract like, blasts Hogan with some kind of green comic book blast.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And a bunch of people are watching, and one of them says, Oh man, this fight's way better than what you see on Springer, because this is 1999. Yeah, maybe... <laughs> Uh, and Fandral and and Volstagg are just watching this happen. They're watching Hogan just get blasted uh, by this guy, and uh, they're they're fighting. They're fighting some like weird creatures. Uh, I get, well, the people who were all gathered around get turned into these like monster things. So. Uh, the Warriors Three are fighting all of them, but it causes a distraction enough for Jake to grab the hammer and turn back into Thor and say, thy day of atonement is at hand. And so he and Enrak fight for a while, and Enrak is like, oh, I'm happy about this. I'm going to fuck you up, dude. And he knocks Thor away. He's like, I can still control your hammer. I've got, you know, powers – to to use against you and your hammer and he like freezes four in place. Uh, but luckily the Warriors three manage to deal with all those monsters and tie them up. And uh that's when Hannah and Demetrius and O'Neal all arrive and they're like, oh, Jake Olson got spotted here. He must be the one causing all this trouble.
1: What's his game?
0: Yeah. But of course, it's uh, it's Thor and the Warriors Three and Enract. and Enract uh, finally says like, "Listen, uh, I'm gonna get you. Like, I'll leave for right now." <laughs> he he does in fact say that. He He's says, like, "I'll, I'll leave, you. I'll leave for right now, but I'm gonna get you. Don't make no mistake." Uh, I'm gonna get you, and oh, and it's explained that he entered Thor's hammer in that year's annual. Uh, so that's when an F annual an annual does get referenced. So uh, I guess that's some continuity stuff there. Um, and then the issue ends with uh, Odin revealing. So he's talking to his. Vizier still. And at this time, when he's talking to the Vizier, the Vizier's like, well, uh, maybe Balder and Sif could aid the Warriors Three back on Earth. And Odin's like, I didn't ask for your advice. Get out of here. And that's when it's revealed that Odin, I guess ever since he got attacked by the Enchanters, has been replaced by Loki which is the first time we've seen Loki in the run. Yeah. Cuz we all thought he was dead. Yeah. And then uh next next issue, believe it or not, things get worse. Dare we say Juggernaut? Uh, I'm stoked. I'm psyched. We've got complaints here and there about this run, but it is it's fun. It's a blast. It honestly. is.
1: Like at its at its worst, it's just it well, does not make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Like it's not like infuriating in the way that some some comics
0: can be. The the thing that makes the least sense by a long shot is Demetrius being an undercover cop.
1: Yeah. Which there's so many ways to have not written that.
0: <laughs> but again, I feel like it's, you know, Jurgen's trying to do reveal, trying to do like a This thing you thought was one thing is a different thing. Yeah, but
1: but the
0: Loki reveal here
1: is for now good, right? Like it's like, oh, Loki is Odin. How long has he been? Like he couldn't have been Odin for the whole thing because Loki couldn't have held up the that
0: giant crushing weight. But it's, I mean, he's he's been he's been Odin just since. He got attacked by the... Since he put jammies.
2: on his jammies. Yeah. Yeah. Wild.
0: Well, we will continue and find out what's going on with Loki uh, very soon. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can email us at warrocketpodcast at com. That's where you can send us every story ever lists or uh, Thursday Night Raw submissions or... Let us know if you want to sponsor the show or ask a listener question. Lots of reasons you might get in touch with us by email. So, And that's the best place uh, to do that. You can also get in touch with us on Tumblr at warrocketpodcast.tumblr.com. We are on Blue Sky, if you're there. Our account there is warrocketajax.bsky.social. And uh, you can also join our Discord. That's a great way to get in touch with us as well. Um, ask us for an invitation on one of the places I just mentioned to the discord and, uh, and we'll get you one. And then you can join the community of uh, war rocket Ajax fans on discord. And it is a very fun place that I think you will enjoy. Our website is WarRocketAjax.com, It has every episode of the show we've ever done. WarRocketWiki.com is the fan run repository of all the information you could ever need about war rocket Ajax. So go check that out. If you want to find me and my stuff, go to mattdwilson.net to find links to my comics, my books, my other podcasts, and my social medias. Chris, where can people
1: find you? Everybody can find me by going to the-isb.com. That is my website. It has links to all the stuff that I do around the internet. Although, honestly, it's this podcast
0: (laughs) and the other podcasts that I do. Apocryphals, Sailor Business, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. We have. Hopefully, fingers crossed, a very special guest next week.
1: It's someone I'm very excited about. So hopefully, all all will go well, and uh, we'll have a great show next time. Uh, until then, folks, do not forget: Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights, as are abortion rights. Drag is not a crime, and as we all learned from. Four. Cops aren't your friends, but we love you.
2: We love you. Yeah! Peace for every one of us. Stand for every one of us. He's saving the money and every man, every child, every man, every flash. We are everything to flash.